Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Setting the Tone Interviews. This month, Lauren and I are thrilled to get the chance to sit down with Dinah Linney. Uh, she played OR Nurse Shirley for 74 episodes uh, across all 15 seasons, 1995 to 2009. Dinah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you for having me. So to get us started off, um, just tell us a little bit about how you got your start in acting just in general. Well, so let's see, you know, I was one of those kids who always wanted to be an actor. And um, in, in high school, I did sort of all the school musicals and plays and uh, went off to college thinking that I would study acting um, and decided that I didn't want to study acting in college and sort of veered away and did other things and wound up, you know, majoring in American studies. And um, then in my senior year, of college, I did uh, a big part. I did Mama Rose in Gypsy. And that sort of, you know, was tantalizing all over again. So <laughs> I left college and I went to New York and I started to audition. And from there, I went back to school a little bit, but that's how it began. It's always so cool how everybody has these winding roads on how they get back into it. Um, as far as ER itself, how did you get involved with ER specifically? And what was your audition process like if there was one? So I went in, the casting director was a guy named John Levy. Um, and he brought me in, you know, I had gone in to John for various parts and, and on different shows. And uh, he brought me in for this part. Um, when did it start, you guys? When was the first year? 1994 was the pilot. So the season one kind of straddles 94, 95. So I had done a fair amount of, of work in television and then I had a baby and things kind of shut down for me. You know, suddenly I sort of thought I was on the road to a, a, a great big career and I wasn't booking the way I wanted to be booking. And John brought me in for this part and it was very small. And I think, you know, I think I wrote about this. I said to him, I said to my agent at the time that I would rather hold out for something bigger. And John said to my agent, tell her not to be ridiculous. And actually what he <laughs> said to my agent was, tell her, tell her she should do the part. Maybe it'll recur and she'll get to kiss a doctor, is what he said. Okay. <laughs> in, in, <laughs> in any case, he said I shouldn't be silly, that I should take the part that you never know what's going to happen with a role like that. And so I did. So I took that part that first time. And actually, you guys, I, I think I did a couple of shows in the first season. And then mm -hmm. I think the second season slipped away from me. Yep. And I didn't come back until the third. Yeah, um, I, I, that sounds that, right. But after, you know, it, it sort of everyone sort of assumes that I did all 15 seasons. And I like to say that I did. But really, I, I think I did not work during season two. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and now that I'm thinking about it, too, I, I might be completely wrong. But we may not even get to see your face until season three, because in, in right. your season one appearances, no, I think you're always. just behind the mask. Always so. covered, always covered. And, you know, uh, after I started doing the show, I ran into John. It was Christmas time and I ran into him in the in the at the mall. And, um, and, and, you know, this is a podcast, so you can't see, but I said, hi, John. And John covered his mouth and his nose and said, hi, Dinah. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, it was, I mean, it was humiliating. I thought it, you know, you look back and you think, wow, what a wonderful privilege it was to do the show for all those seasons. But at the time, you know, you, you know, you want to be on camera. Right. FaceTimes everything. <laughs> yeah. So was, was there any sort of audition process at all? Or was it him going, p- picking you out and saying like, we know you're right for this. Oh, just no. take this. No, 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 I did. I mean, I absolutely auditioned. There was a, as there always always was over at Warner Brothers, there was a corridor of people. You know, the thing I think that that maybe people don't realize is that auditioning for the smallest parts is mm-hmm. in some ways the hardest and most competitive because that's when you've got all the people lined Not, I mean, this is true mm-hmm. for big parts as well, but you've yeah. got millions of people lined up, you know, in the corridor to play woman number three. Um, in this case, you know, Nurse Shirley had a name, but, you know, for many years I fought for them. I begged them to give me a last name, you know, just to, just to really feel legit. Um, but yes, yeah. I went in for an audition. I think the audition, um, what was clear, you know, I auditioned for lots of three line roles in those days. And what was clear in this particular audition was that, that Shirley was a ball buster. You know, she was tough. She mm-hmm. was, you know, she had a, she had real attitude and which, and I'm sure that's why John called me in, you know, by that point he knew me and he knew my work and, um, and I was, uh, I was funny, you know, um, yes. and, and that was the idea that they were going to have some comic relief in the OR. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, and, and, and they were, I, at the time it was, the OR was Eric and Noah. You know, the, mm-hmm. they were the, they were sort of the the big deals in the OR. So the idea was that I was in some way straddling the power play between these two guys. You know, right. So one of the main reasons that we're even talking to you today is because you wrote an LA Times article uh, right around the time that the show was ending uh, uh, that was kind of detailing your kind of complex feelings on Shirley as a character coming to an end, um, which, by the way, is one of my favorite things that I've ever read written about the show you know in any form it was such a pleasure to read if you haven't uh we've linked it a couple times in our facebook group and stuff like that but for anybody who hasn't read it um the the title of the article is the end of nurse shirley from the la times and i believe it's in april of 2009 is when the article was written um but how would you describe your feelings on the whole experience now with the benefit of kind of a decade plus of hindsight well, first of all, thank you for that plug. That is so nice. I'm so glad you liked the piece. You know, I had not looked back at that piece for however many years it's been since it published mm-hmm. and I'd forgotten all about it. Uh, and so when you guys got in touch with me, I went to look at the piece because you you linked me mm-hmm. uh, to the piece. <laughs> and I was surprised, you know, looking back at anything any of us do, whether it's a performance or a piece of writing or, you know, the ashtray we made for mom in, in, you know, third grade, whatever it is, it's usually embarrassing, you know, it's usually a little embarrassing. (laughs) Uh, And in this case, I want to say to you guys, the the piece is true. You know, I went back and it's been 11, 12 years since I wrote that piece. And that is how it felt. That is, that is how, that's what that experience was, you know, that mm-hmm. as much as I was uh, a part of the show for all those years, I didn't feel that I was a part of that uh, community in, in deeper ways. 
because mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was sort of the texture of the OR, you know, I was, I was getting, I was moving the gurney and getting out of the way, you know, largely. Right. So, right. so the, 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 um, the angst in that piece is real, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's true. Yeah. It, yeah. I can imagine it would be even harder than like, you know, the EMTs that we see regularly because you're not down there with the, the main cast. A lot of the time you're kind of sequestered off with, like you said, um, Eric and Noah doing your own little thing, three episodes a season. Yeah. And, and just to, you know, the, it's a, sm it was a smaller sort of less exciting, uh, more covered up, you know, I wasn't, mm -hmm. it, and it was the kind of thing where uh, when people did, when people were aware of me on the show, it would be the kind of thing where they didn't recognize me, they heard my voice. And then somebody would say, you know, I, I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth and I heard your <laughs> voice and I ran out and you were gone, you know, and it was, you know, so it was, a, it was bittersweet. It was, yeah. um, and at the same time, you do become attached to something, you know. I think there was a year that this that that we got a, a SAG award for best ensemble, I believe. Mm -hmm. And you know, I have my somewhere, I have my <laughs> SAG certificate, you know, as part of a best ensemble. So, but you know, I didn't, I, I wasn't in the in the mix the way other people were. Right. Yeah. I think that's what spoke to me so much about it was kind of those complex feelings of like, obviously, like you said, you were there pretty much the whole time and it was a show that was watched on average by you know 20 25 million people every single week and to have such a sort of like emotional detachment from it was interesting to me that like you could you could be there for so much of it and yet still feel like you were just kind of a tourist in it rather than definitely yeah, just... that's a very good way to put it i did i felt like a tourist I did. Also going a little bit deeper with the article, it seems like you took a real ownership of Shirley as a character, despite her status as a background character. Was it more about the character, the show, or where you were in your career at that point that made you advocate for her so strongly? Oh, it was absolutely about my own career. <laughs> I, you know, I just felt like, okay, here's the opportunity. You know, so the, the thing is, you guys, by that time I had two little kids. Mm -hmm. Um. And so, you know, it was wonderful to be making some money and to be making my insurance. Um, but so, so there were practical aspects to, to the job that were terrific. You know, I, it right. was great to know that I could count on a, a certain number of dollars coming every year. Uh, it was terrific to go to work and, and put on the scrubs. You know, I didn't have to get dolled up. I mean, I didn't have to right. even do anything with my hair, you know? It was just, so every, cause I was in the cap and the, and you know, if you guys have spent any time talking to anybody who spent hours in makeup, then you know that that's, that's a big investment of time, which I wasn't right. having to spend. Um, So there were lots of nice things about this job. Um, but I was in my, you know, when I started doing the show, I was in my thirties. Mm -hmm. And I definitely was ambitious for myself as an actor. And I, and I kept thinking, uh, you know, as happens, you see it happen all the time in television, they'll realize, you know, they'll get it. I'm so gifted, they'll figure out they're not doing enough with me. So, right. you know, as time went on, the interesting thing was, 
that that they, I did get more to do. You know, occasionally I would get something really sort of fun and interesting to do. But it wasn't ever going to be what I hoped it would be, and it wasn't going to launch me in any other directions. But definitely, it was a it was a complete. It was all about Dinah. It was not about Julie. <laughs> What's wrong with that? And yet it. Yeah, and somehow it works and it emboldens the character even more. So, yeah. well, ways. definitely. I mean, I think I think that was the interesting thing, you know, in terms of writing the piece about about playing Shirley, was the revelation at the end when it was over that you know whether whether you mean to or not, you attach. You right. Know, whether 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 it's intentional or not, whether you whether you think you're allowing yourself to do so or not. Know, you you do take ownership you know and she you know as i say i knew her about as well as i knew myself by the end so you know yeah. one of the other things you mentioned in the article is is uh, that you wrote some letters to writers and producers over the years uh trying to keep shirley in the forefront so that she didn't fade away like so many other background characters over the years uh obviously i know you probably don't have any of them rem memorized or anything but what might some of those letters maybe have sounded like and did you ever get any feedback about them from anybody yeah, you know what I um <laughs> as I say I was I was ambitious and I wanted I I sort of thought well I'll squeak, you know, you know as they say about that squeaky wheel. So, you know, I did I I campaigned on Shirley's behalf. You know, you guys and, and you know the letters and and I am a writer. So, um I imagined that I was being uh funny and charming and adorable and 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 you know in fact, I was probably a pain in the ass. And, and there was a desperate <laughs> quality to this, you know, of right. please pay attention, you know, under the guise of thank you, I'm having such a good time. And what a great party that was. And thank you for that episode where I did yada yada. Um, and wouldn't it be fun if you gave me more to do, you know? Um, to, so to, from my point of view, um, you know, no skin off their nose, you know, the producer's nose, you know, get, get, give me more to do, get, uh, sometimes I was fighting, you know, what, what actors fight for you guys is money and billing. So for a right, long right. time, I was saying to them, look, you know, okay, don't give me more to do, but put me up in the front credits with everybody else, you know, right. but these things are very political and I, it, and it just wasn't happening. And, and as you know, you know, I joked about it on the set one day and one of the actors said to me, never gonna happen, she said. And I sort of thought, well, how, how do you know? You're just a lowly actor like me, you know? Right. But she was very clear. So that was interesting. If you're not gonna advocate strongly enough for yourself, then why is anybody else gonna do it for you, so? Always, always. Yeah. Especially as a performer. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine how much worse it is in performance than in, you know, corporate America. You know, the interesting thing on those sets is that, you know, actors are only so generous. Actors mm -hmm. can only afford to be so generous. Right. So, you know, there people were certainly very kind and polite and friendly, but there was a, hand, you know, there was a limit, you know, and as these, mm -hmm. these actors, um, became more and more famous, they became less and less interested in extending themselves for obvious reasons. You know, everybody right. wanted a piece, yeah. you know? 
shows right. the, the show's only getting more popular but it's still only 45 minutes every week so there's only so much FaceTime a single person can get but I have a friend who's a he's quite a famous actor and and has done both um series regular parts and guest stars and he was interested to find as a guest star um coming in after b having been a series regular he said it's like you have some sort of a contagious disease and they're worried <laughs> that they get too close you know you so it's just an interesting the dynamics are interesting on a set like that yeah yeah um, switching gears a little bit being that your character worked exclusively in the or you got to work most closely with the surgical staff do you have any fond memories working alongside William H. Macy, Eric LaSalle, Paul McCrane, and others? I totally do. I mean, I, I totally do. I, that You know, as much, though I didn't know them well, um, I enjoyed them all. Um, I was I was thinking about this. Um, I remember Bill Macy when that, uh, you know, I guess there was a, some, at some point the cast the re cast regulars were given an enormous bonus. Mm. Um, do you guys know about this? I have. I don't no, think we've heard this story heard this yet. One. At some point, and you know, I can't tell you when it was, but the show was suddenly very, very successful, and the regulars got this. And every actor got an enormous bonus. Um, and I, what I remember is is being on the at at craft services with. Um, with Bill Macy and craft services at that same, also at that point, craft services got very fancy. So <laughs> suddenly, you know, there was a guy making omelets and there was, you know, I mean, it was suddenly very, it, 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 there was a big jump up from Twizzlers <laughs> in plastic tub. And um, I remember Bill Macy saying, oh great. He said, they get a million dollars and we get scrambled eggs. Um, but you know, I mean, he was a lovely, funny, sweet, talk about generous. There is a very generous actor, um, lovely man. Uh, Paul McCrane is hilarious. Um, and I don't know if you guys have watched the episode where, um, Paul's dog is in surgery. Not, not yet. yet. He not just yet. he just popped need, up for the yeah. first time, I think, four or five episodes ago. So So you'll see this episode. I shouldn't tell you too much because I don't want to be a spoiler. Oh, that's okay. We've oh, we've all seen this... the show before. We're just not there yet yeah. in oh, our podcast. Not, but in, we've in, all in seen the, the show. Wider, in the, so um in that episode with the with the dog, um, you know, Paul is is very professional, you know, on every level as an actor, as a director, as a, as a human, he's just very professional. And he really didn't like the dialogue in that, um, in that episode. He just felt that he never would have, a surgeon of his uh, renown and expertise would never have brought the dog in and this scene would not be <laughs> happening. And, you know, nice for ER to have written this comic relief, but it wasn't true to his character. And, I really, really was sweating because I had something to do in that scene. Right. Yeah. I had, don't, I had don't take some, this from me. Yeah. I was like, come on, this is my, this <laughs> is my episode this year. Please don't. But anyway, so that's what I remember about working with Paul, but all, also a lovely, um, warm, you know, generous person, uh, both of them. And, you know, one of my favorite things was there was an episode with Alan Alda, mm -hmm. um, 
in the OR and I was in the makeup trailer with Alan Alda. It was one of those days when I had to be in makeup for some reason. And I looked over at him in the chair next to me and, and I said, I cannot believe I'm sitting next to you in this chair and my mom is gonna be so excited. And he was hilarious. He said, oh, your mom is gonna be excited. <laughs> Lovely man. Well, can I tell we have those moments when we get to do these interviews. So totally get it. Oh, oh total fangirl thing, right? I mean, Alan yeah. Ald Nash. Yeah. You know, this is why you like, became an actor. You know? After after hearing everybody speak so highly of him in our interviews, I finally went back and started MASH, having never watched oh. it before. And it's a hoot. Isn't it great? <laughs> it's so good. I mean, I'm sure everybody listening knows this, but gang, I know, I know we've got some younger listeners. If you haven't watched MASH yet, it's on Hulu. Go party. Oh, and, and he's so, he's funny and he's sweet and he makes you cry. Yeah, it's fantastic. His character was heartbreaking. Um, but yeah, speaking of the surgical sets, where were they in relation to the rest of the ER that we usually see? Were they down the hall on a separate stage or somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it was all, so I don't remember how many sound stages we actually had, but it's it was, more, as I recall, it was one sound stage. Maze-like, you know, you it, it, it could be right there and you would, you'd, you'd travel the whole building to get to the, to the set that was actually on the other side of the wall, but <laughs> but they were all on that same soundstage, yeah. Because Daniel has a lot of fun trying to map <laughs> out where everything actually is yeah. when we watch episodes. You no, know, so. and I wish I remembered better, you guys. Um, stage eleven pops into my head. Yep, stage eleven is the that that's is the soundstage. That oh, that's, that's the one they renamed as like the ER stage after the show ended. Right, um, right. But, so, you know, I think, you know, but we were all, it was all in one building, but, but so convoluted. Right. Such a convoluted yeah. plan. If you didn't, if you weren't there often enough to know where you were, do you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Like a I'm trying to remember, gym. trying to remember off the top of my head, were you ever even on the actual set that we normally see? I don't think so. Like, I don't oh, think your character ever has a reason to come no, down there. So. I never, I begged. I bet I begged to be transferred to the ER. Or just like let me. I said in my letters, please transfer me to the ER. <laughs> or let me transport a patient downstairs once in a while. Let me something. I would say, something. dear, you know, producers, please can I wear pink? You know, but no, I look Anything. so good in pink. No. Please can I wear pink? That whole first season, they wore nothing but pink scrubs down there. You could have that. That was your time to shine, right there. I know. <laughs> they, they were so excited to get rid of those though in the show well they were they were and they weren't really pink either. they were more of like this ugly shade of coral so oh. they were yeah. yeah it was the early 90s you know <laughs> uh so going back to the article a little bit you write about the the series finale rap party and kind of feeling like more of a witness to the show's history rather than an active part of it and i know you've touched on this a little bit but kind of take us back to that moment and and your feelings on that night and how they've evolved over time so my feelings that night were ambivalent. You know, I was happy to be there. I was, um, it was the first time that I was at one of those parties where I wasn't, um, I don't know if I said this in the piece at all, but looking back at it, it seems to me that it was probably the first time we went to a party where I didn't feel I had to work the room because it was over. Yeah. Right. So I wasn't, so, you know what, I, I was there with my my husband, you know, who went to me with all went, went went with me to all of the parties and 
Um, and we didn't, you know, we, we talked to each other and we, we got our shrimp and we got our drinks and we waved at people who waved at us. Um, but I, I think it was in some, you know, it was one of the first times that I was at, I was at a party and I wasn't worried about it. You know, because there, because previously it was, you know, how do I look, and right. uh, you know, is how's my hair? How are is do I have enough lipstick on? And you know, um, should I talk to you know so and so and such and such and making the rounds and leaving Fred at a table while I went off and tried to sort of make an impression on somebody? And this time I was just at a party and we were able to just be at the party and enjoy the party, um, with the understanding that it was over, you know. Mm -hmm. It was we yeah. were done that that part of that is so interesting to me just that the um to us as viewers watching Shirley is a consistent all the characters on the show really are a constant presence they're either there or they're not there and, and when they're uh -huh. not there there is out of sight out of mind but to think about it from your perspective of like you said every time you would go to a an ER related event you felt this pressure to you know get yourself out there and put yourself in front of the right eyes or, or make nice with the right person so that you could maybe get a chance to do a little bit, something more. And just the fact that like somebody who we saw for 15 years do their thing next episode, you know, whatever to feel that there was this like unseen, it's like, it's like watching somebody tread water, you know, it's very calm on the top, but then if you look right. underneath it, their legs are kicking right. like crazy. Like it, right. it's a very, very interesting. It adds a whole new perspective to me when I'm watching it, honestly. Well, I think that that's interesting. And, and you ask how my feelings have changed. I mean, I think what I know now, you know, which I, I knew to some degree then. Um, so it's, I know it's both things. I know how lucky I was, you know, that it was, it was, a. I mean, very few people, very few actors work, frankly, mm -hmm. you know, so I was very lucky to have a gig and to have a regular gig for all those years. And I, I did have a presence and it was a part with a name. Um, and so, so I, I feel, you know, looking back on it, I feel fortunate. Um, and also um, it was, it's never what people think it is on the outside. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it was, that was, those were the heart of, that was, you know, I, I'm no longer an actor. So that was the, the meat of my sort of working life right there, you know, in terms of if something was going to happen to me as an actor, um, it was going to happen then. Right. And it didn't, yeah. you know, so, so there's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's still a charged situation for me, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm curious um, if you've realized like, how many ER fans absolutely adore Nurse Shirley? Like, do you realize the impact that you've had on the show? Because, <laughs> you know, we talk we talk about like, oh, you were a secondary character, background character, you know, you had to make the rounds, but at least from what I've seen on our rewatches and from like talking to my big sister who was watching ER way before I was, like this was one of the interviews she was most jealous that she couldn't find a way to sit in the corner. And oh, to. So and like... here I am, you know, being a sort of slightly, you know, a slightly, you know, Dinah Downer. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, oh, totally. Uh, be be your authentic self, but I'm I'm just saying. You know, like... I I'm I'm aware every once in a while, um, somebody 
I hear from a stranger who remembers Nurse Shirley or who just saw Nurse Shirley on Hulu. And that's always a lot of fun. Um, and, and I'll tell you quite frankly, you guys, at the time I had many uh, peers who felt like I, I had gotten a, myself a really sweet gig. You know, well, you know, Diney, you're so lucky. You know, I had come off, I, I'd had a series regular part on a show that was canceled. And so you get a taste of that and you kind of think, um, I would like that to happen again. Right. You know, but yes, you know what? It's, it, it was a sweet gig. I was lucky to have it as much as I wanted more, you know, who doesn't, who doesn't want more? You know, this is the human condition, right? It's true. Very true. But, but thank you for saying that. That's lovely. I'm, I'm so glad. If I entertained people, I'm very happy. Yeah, we're, we're still entertained all this time later. Yeah. Don't have to worry about that. Um, and I, I just wanted to touch on one other thing before, before we get back to our actual questions. Um, this, this was kind of, we, we've had a week of epiphanies with our interviews. Um, we learned from another, another interview earlier this week that things that we have so kind of canonized in our heads as huge moments were just another day at the office <laughs> for the actors. And it's, it's kind of going along with that is you mentioned, you know, you weren't really that familiar with a lot of the other, um, cast too much and it's like it's an office job we may look and say well they work at the same company of course they know each other but you're talking about no we work in two completely separate departments why would we ever so true you know people always wanted to know of course they always wanted to know if 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 i knew george you know i think (laughs) i did one scene with george in in 15 years yeah Yeah, i'm trying to think if you guys ever overlapped we barely overlapped in one show um, but but yeah, it's true. You know that it was it was like being on separate floors in the same building. Absolutely right. Yep. And then going back to our questions, off of my tangent, are you working on any current projects? And how can fans of the show keep up with your work outside of ER? So I um, I stopped acting. I sort of uh, it took a long time. You know they you know what they say: once an actor, always an actor. Um, after ER. I did uh, lots of episodic television um, and some some little parts and some kind of meaty parts. Um, I, I did a wonderful role on the Sarah Connor Chronicles, the Terminator series. That was a blast. I played a, 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 a man who goes into hiding as a woman. So, um, so as the, just to give you guys as an idea, as the man, I pretty looked much looked like myself. You know, they slicked back my hair and they took off my makeup and I looked like Dinah. And as the woman, I really looked like I was, you know, it was Halloween. More femme. Now. Yeah, it was so funny with wigs and jewelry. Anyway, that was a lot of fun. Um, I And I did a, a funny little part on Shameless and, you know, I had some parts, but not not a, a lot of acting, Um, some stage work, um, and you know, that I really enjoyed. Um, but I eventually, what happened with me is that I started writing and teaching writers. And um, so if people want to, you know, g- keep up with this stuff now, it's through the books. And I recently published a little book that's called Coffee. And um, it's ostensibly, a, it's part of something called the the Object Lesson series at Bloomsbury Press. But um the, each of these books is about an object. So this book is ostensibly about coffee, but really it's about me. So um, oh. 
and it's it's you know it's it's you can almost you could almost put it in your pocket it's a little book and it came out this year or last year in 2020. it all blurs yeah, together yeah well especially <laughs> yeah really yeah. so that role you did on shameless was that uh part of the er connection that brought you back to that or was that completely separate just kind of a coincidence oh i don't know who casts shameless was it john I, I think we were more thinking the William H. Macy. Oh, Either no, William H. Macy, John Wells, somebody. But. Bill, no, 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 it wasn't Bill. I didn't see him. He wasn't in the scene. <laughs> I, I don't, if I were to see him now, I'm sure he would not remember me. Um, but he is such, he was so lovely on the set. Mm-hmm. I think Bill, if you were to ask, and maybe you have, I'm sure he's one of everybody's favorites. He's, he was funny yeah. and sweet and kind. Yeah come up once or twice he, he would be it yeah he he would be another one as far as like gets to get that would be a fun oh, one yeah but yeah i hardly get these had... people who have big careers i would have right <laughs> we'll find out we got another we got another 10 11 seasons to go who knows oh, what'll happen but, um... <laughs> you know the, see this is what i mean though this is the interesting thing you know 15 years on that show and I can't put you in touch with anyone, you guys. I, I didn't. Uh, you know, I don't have not any. That, not that we would ever that's, ask, but that, that's. But you know, uh, you know, I no. would. I'm the kind of person I would say, "Oh, I'll call my good friend, you know, right. Eric." But I'm not in touch with Eric, you know. So yeah. it's interesting. And, and honestly, to me though, that uh, that makes you more compelling than every other person we've talked to thus far, because it's like it's like having you know somebody, a casual acquaintance of mine who was involved with the show, but has no other connection to it whatsoever. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it, it puts you on this, this separate bubble away from everybody else. It's a where, different perspective. Yeah, you were there the whole time. And yet it still feels like just another job for you. And that's what's I mean, kind of amazing. It's so weird. Isn't that weird? And when yeah. you think about it, where, what other, in what other profession would you be in a job for 15 years and not take any relationships away from it? It's yeah. a weird thing. It's weird. It is. But yeah, the more the the more we think about like kind of how Shirley's placed throughout the series, it completely makes sense once you think about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So one final question that we we've made a habit out of asking everyone from the show that we've talked to this, uh, because it gives you an opportunity to kind of look back on the experience as a whole and kind of sum things up. What do you think it's important for fans of the show to know about it from your unique perspective? In other words, when you look back on your time on the show, what would you like fans to know about the experience that wouldn't necessarily be clear just from watching? Um, I think the thing that isn't clear about watching television is how hard that work is for everybody. That it is mm-hmm. that it is hard, grueling work. Um, and that for the people that that pull that actually are able to sort of um, tap into kind of anything creative and artistic, you know, that I'm thinking of the actors, um, mm-hmm. that 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 is a it's a real feat because those days are long and grueling. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's one thing that that the work is is tough. Um, the other thing that people are maybe not, you know, on some level, people are aware that the that the cameras are everywhere but they but you're not thinking about that when you watch a show and the the enormous sensitivity of a crew like that is not to be undervalued you know that those guys are there you know plugging absolutely everything they do is in service to the people that wrote or acted in those those shows um and they they don't get anything for it and they see the most intimate and difficult 
um, situations and they're so compassionate and so generous uh, mm -hmm. with everybody, including people like me. And and then the other thing is that you don't know, you know, that that how talented everybody is, you know, as as much as I wanted, you know, more attention, you know, I stand in for for 25 people like me on every set, mm -hmm. you know, who who are talented and worthy and uh, deserving. And it's a it's a funny profession. And then the last thing that's that's. Um, that's very specific to ER is how seriously they took that medical stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, there were doctors on those sets with us, you guys, you know, making sure that those those scenes were authentically uh, performed. So that's, and, and you know, to their great credit. Mm -hmm.